0: Hi, I'm Shadow. Previously on the Reroll Podcast, Killam and I got to tag along with our new friends on their search for Moss. But since she was dead, we found her daughter.
1: I'm Killam Moss. Who are
2: you? The only thing standing between you and the Empire is us.
0: If
3: you're saving the slaves, I have no quarrel with you.
0: Obviously we'd be great friends, so they showed us around their cool base. The one rule was, no goblins allowed. Sorry, Crunch.
2: Uh, Wait, wait, what? You're hiding all these people right under their
1: noses. Why? We're not hiding, we're organizing. We are the Resistance. I love a good rebellion.
0: They realize the goblins make bad friends, just like I
1: did. We have a arrangement with the Steelguts tribe that's turned more into a coercion. You're that desperate, you're working with goblins.
3: That goblin group is actually on
0: our shit list. Lilac is eager to take on Pavel.
1: I am the only Huwani left, and I will kill Pavel Mika.
0: I'm just eager to have more fun. Bo and I go back upstairs to play a trick on the mean lady outside.
1: You go up to Yonabor's. Do you have news of the haunting?
0: I have never dealt with something like that. The <laughs> killer appearing in the window and disappearing. This is going to take time.
1: I will make sure that nobody goes near the manor, as not to disturb your work. Good luck.
0: Will my group of friends grow bigger? Let's find out together.
1: So. I think it was last episode we talked about our pet peeves, and it's been bothering me ever since. I thought of something that actually completely infuriates me. It was being cut
2: off, right? Yeah, in the middle of, like, your sentence.
1: I found something else. Uh, (laughs) Recently, Ayla and I went to go see The Batman on opening weekend. And as you all know, uh, movie theaters cost about $17 Seventeen dollars a ticket at this point, so roughly thirty dollars, no stacks, uh no snacks, rather going into a film, so it makes me so fucking mad when people chat over the film it it has no tangible value to any of the parties involved it ruins the movie for audience members listening and if you're trying to have a conversation you must be like wow this is really annoying that this movie is so loud and (laughs) i have to talk over it and you paid 30 dollars to go sit in a theater with strangers and yell your conversation oh it drives me crazy it's oh it was opening weekend too i think steve hofstetter has my favorite joke about that which is um so you see all these 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 200 other people around you who are sitting silent except maybe laughing sometimes when i tell a joke are they doing it wrong are they you're the only one who's who knows how to go to a comedy show <laughs> yeah
2: it's that's 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 the thing
3: um really hate to break this to you but we didn't do the pet peeves for last episode remember we switched it up because we re-recorded and then you didn't asked we... us a different thing I can't remember exactly yeah, that. Yeah, we thing deleted was, We deleted everything, yeah. didn't we? Sorry. You know my bestie. pet peeve is is
2: when is when Tanner can't keep his shit straight on a terrible <laughs> podcast that nobody in the audience knows what the fuck we're talking
3: Wait, about. Like, what? what?
1: <laughs> you know what my pet peeve is? <laughs> Going to a movie theater and people are talking over it. Then that's it. <laughs> and that's all. My, Welcome back
2: to my, the re-roll to, podcast. to the shit show of a podcast. <laughs>
3: Are we gonna um do pet peeves this one or are we gonna just what you wanna do? Uh
1: yeah, you what's you got a pet peeve? It's a pet I peeve.
3: I do. Uh
1: <laughs> re-recording podcast episodes?
3: <laughs> no, actually that turned out really well for us. Um <laughs> that's true. <laughs> my pet peeve um is when people uh like I'll be having a conversation with someone and they say what it, like, we'll be like, oh, yeah, when I was younger, this was happening. But instead of saying when I was younger, they say whenever I was 14, I went to the mall or something like that. And it's like, what do you mean whenever? Like, do you not know when you were? <laughs> like, yeah, like
2: I'm... six years ago when I was 14, and then last week I was also 14. And whenever I was 14, I'd go to the mall.
3: <laughs> yeah, it. I, I actually. Know. It I really love
1: crazy. how specific that pet peeve yeah. is. Yeah, well, and
3: the other one is the so when people say pacifically instead of specifically, and it's like... I it love is... how
1: that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> pacific ah- that pet peeve
3: is. All right, and that this is me signing off forever from this podcast. Peace out, everyone. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> uh, I was 23, I hated being here. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite ocean, Octavia? Is it... The Pacific Ocean?
3: It's actually the Indiana one.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, they got a real nice ocean over there in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. I like oh, the Arctic myself.
3: The <laughs> Arctic? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, you I just want to go to the when... library down
2: on Pacific <laughs> Avenue oh, and read about <laughs> the Indiana Ocean?
3: <laughs> so, I guess... Um, to sum it up, I I do not like illiteracy, even though I am also (laughs) quite illiterate. It doesn't, it's okay when I do it. It's bad when other people do it, and I have to be forced to listen to it.
1: Okay. Well, why don't we jump right in? Um, when we last left off on the Reroll podcast, you guys had discovered the resistance or so they refer to themselves as uh, in a sort of sub-basement of the Huani Manor. After investigating, of course, what you thought was, or what was uh, thought by the town to be a haunted disturbance of the Huani Manor, you found that it was actually a cover. And in conclusion of this, amongst talking to Tree Bark Everglade, a elf from the Force of the Oak... And Kelamas, as well as the last surviving Huani, Lilac, you had elected to keep up the ruse of this haunted manor, at least for the time being. We left off with Bo and Shadow, um, well, more so with Shadow providing spooky ambiance and ghostly noises to the manor, while Bo, you went out and talked to the Taskmaster, Yona Bors, about... How you would need more time in finding the source or uh, removing the source of this haunting. So where we're going to pick up today, Bo, you and Shadow re-enter the Huani Manor, go down that trap door with the ladder into the dugout sub-basement of the Huani Manor, and you meet it back up with your party here we have all five of you uh, Tree bark Everglade uh, lilac huani, Kelamas, and about a dozen or so others
0: I uh, just want to say that I pat crunch on the way by as we go down the ladder
1: <laughs> That's right uh, crunch is tied to the bottom of the ladder and as you guys open the hatch and climb down it. He's like, hey, hey, uh, uh, I've been down here really long. I think there are like bugs crawling on me. And you pat him on the head and walk away. He's like, I'm starting to get hungry and I still have it pooped.
0: <laughs> I pick a bug <laughs> off him and eat it. You can
1: eat them? <laughs> Never mind the
2: too. situation just worked itself out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Except for I still um, have <laughs> um, So you guys reconvene with your party and Tree Bark reiterates uh, his point last of last time, and he says, Before the night is upon us, we must go out and hunt. These people are hungry, and they need something of sustenance. The berries I have foraged recently won't help. Those of you with any hunting capability or, A, or light on their feet, join me.
2: I believe I misinterpreted this whole hunting thing. I thought we were going to be hunting people or something. I didn't understand that you actually meant hunting meat, and now I'm bored.
1: There's a large population of boars in the area, and I believe a surplus. We should be able to slay a boar and not affect the local life and the balance of nature.
2: Wouldn't want to compromise that now, would we? And takes a huge swig off of his whiskey.
3: Behind um tree, I think star is kinda like just for you specifically, Flint. She's going meh 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 meh. Like <laughs> just mocking tree <laughs> and like just using her hands to like pretend like she's yapping and she's like <laughs> and like, I don't know, doing some weird like go hugging in tree or something like that. Just being dumb. <laughs> Shadow's giggling.
1: Tree is glaring at you, Flint, and says i find your impatience insufferable you wouldn't be the fettest one whichever one of you actually want to be of help to these people meet me further down at the other exit if you follow this hallway you should be able to find it and he starts walking down
2: um so what okay so remind me what is kella doing exactly
1: kella had some information uh for you um she said she if i'm uh, uh remembering right she said after a little bit of give and take there is a secondary secondary uh location that her mother used very often that might have some information regarding and as well as a lab that would help her decipher the sample that starlet had given to her
2: okay and sorry i'm I'm just trying to remember exactly. So, uh, are we all going hunting together, or is there is is there a split happening?
0: He was suggesting that some go hunting and some stay and help Kello and Lilac prepare, and feed William. Yeah. <clears> okay.
2: <throat> <So clears throat> I was going to go hunting.
3: William.
2: Yeah, who is going hunting right now? Aside from Flint, I guess.
3: Star.
0: I'm more than happy to come along if you'd like. Only if you know how to hunt deer. Uh, I think Killam could hunt. Who's Killam? He's my friend.
1: There are only five of you.
0: Oh, um, he, you can't see him. Here he is, and I just kind of make Killam appear to the side.
1: Dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) What is that thing?
0: (laughs) And then he fades away.
1: As long as it's your friend. Oh. Well... Young El, I could show you a bit of Oak El philosophy if you join us. As far as you, Tabaxi, I've... I've heard your kind possesses valuable hunting capabilities, so this will be acceptable.
3: Hmm. Oh, I hope I'm up to your standards there.
1: Just follow my lead.
3: Star rolls her eyes, but continues on. I
0: have no capabilities whatsoever in being quiet or stealthy, so unless you have uh, anything specific for me to do, I definitely will hang back and see what I can do here.
2: Yeah, I'll go with the hunting party.
1: Okay. Um, And Kella pipes up, and she says, You can come with uh, me and Lilac and feed William, and we'll explain a little more of our plan.
0: Okay, no problem.
1: Alright, so we have Flint, Star, and Shadow going with Everglade. And then, Groth, are you staying behind with Bo? Uh, I am. Yeah, I was going to uh, see if I could take a look at the materials that they have laying around that I might be able to work with when they bring back the shopping list for that forge. The mini forge. Okay. So those of you who follow Tree Bark Everglade, you walk down this long, maybe 30-foot hallway, uh, similar to the one that led you to this main area. It's pretty narrow, uh, and only about 7-foot tall, dug out out of dirt with these wooden support beams going throughout it. You come to the end, and there seems to be sort of a ramp leading upwards, followed... <coughs> excuse me, there's sort of a ramp in the earth leading upwards that uh, leads to a hole about three foot in diameter. Um, And it's got something covering it, and Everglade looks back and he says, I trust you won't ever use this entrance unless you absolutely have to. And he puts his hand on it, and he pushes out, and it opens up, and you see that the door that was blocking it is this sort of false wall in the side of a rock that you can crawl through and you enter. You exit about... uh, about a half mile outside of... um, Brambleton. Around you is sort of light forest. Sparing trees here and there. Some of them clustered in more dense areas. Others spread apart. Um, Tall grass and foliage all around. And... Well, Uncle Flint only
2: uses the back door when he has permission. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. Disgusting. Use it
3: sparingly. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I like <laughs> as well.
1: like that reaction. Tree walks uh, just a couple feet into this little clearing uh, mud caked ground there's no true beaten path there's a couple of deer trails and such and he kneels down to the ground and examines some of the dirt and he says right here you see hoof tracks this is hey do pigs do boars have hoofs they're all yeah. split
2: okay. like they have, they're called hoof. dew claws yeah do-claws
1: hoof tracks or as some would call them dew claws <laughs> You could see that several of these boars were in the area. It's likely they came here to graze a bit and retreated to their den. We should be able to follow this way. And he's sort of like, is gesturing more to you, Shadow, being the most the one he's most familiar in this scenario. And as you're walking along, you're creeping through the woods. He has his bow as his side and he says, now Shadow... We oak-el, we revere nature and the balance of all things. The hunt is as much maintaining this balance as it is tracking and killing. In the forest of the oak, which I hope you get a chance to see someday, such hunts are trivial. The forest spirits gift us with bountiful food for all that is hungry. There is an abundance of boars in this area, however, and I believe we should be able to kill one that... Should not affect the apostle itself, but will feed the resistance substantially. Now our kill must be swift. This poor creature will give its life for ours to continue. The least we can do is make its suffering quick. It would be a great insult to leave such a majestic beast in any state of pain and agony. Can
3: Star roll a perception to see if she can just see in like a large boar somewhere out or yep. like i roll guess you, could, if you want to do survival for that either way perception is mm-hmm. higher for me but i'm gonna leave it up to you
2: Uh Flint's gonna do that too
3: is it starting to get dark out
1: it is the sun is starting to set but it's still a good amount of light
3: okay uh i'm gonna roll a perception if that's okay then
1: yep both so. you and flint can roll a perception 10. 18 nice okay You're looking around, Flint, don't really see anything, I imagine mostly just kind of annoyed with the things the self is saying. Uh, Star, you're a little more tuned in with your keen perception to your surroundings, and you hear rustling that sounds like a moderately heavy four-legged creature, not too far off from you.
3: Can I try and stealth over to where I can see it, maybe get the drop on it?
1: Yeah, roll a stealth.
3: Unnatural 20. Okay. Um, Oh, my bad. Flaccid 20.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, You duck into the bushes and just sort of wade your way through tall grass, and you peer into this clearing, and you see a little ways off. There are indeed three boars. However, these boars are mounted by spear-armed goblins, and they, carrying over your perception, they have this... Strange bits of metal that seem to be like fused onto their skin,
2: and that would look familiar to her, right?
1: Uh, no. The boars have the metal fused on their skin. Oh, the, boars the goblins skin. are wearing weird metals, but okay. this gotcha. is like just based on your your keen eye. Uh, this seems to be fused, not in like the way Gross Mask was fused to his face. Of course, not. It looks much cruder and far mm-hmm. less mysterious
3: yeah um so i
2: don't with a 10 i don't see anybody or any boars or anything but do i at least see star kind of like sneaking
1: over somewhere i, have to follow I would say no i imagine star sort of like slinks off flakes yeah. off and I, if i'm reading your character right i imagine you were trying to do that to get the jump on a board and be like haha show you
3: so yeah i Everglade. was going to essentially Just kill one and be like, now you guys can do whatever you want. I'm going to bring this one back with Flint. But, um, (laughs) since that didn't happen, uh, I guess, do you want to give someone else a turn or can I come back to them and let them know, like?
1: Yeah. So what do you say?
3: Okay. So I think Star popped, like, I imagine that tree is maybe talking to, uh, Shadow and he's like leaning up against a tree and... Or something, and I, I don't know, I guess hopefully Flint's still in the area, but Star steps out from behind him, um, and, like, she wraps her arm around his, like, around the front of him and just shushes him, and she says quietly, There appear to be some goblins riding some boars out there. Those boars look like they have metal melded into their flesh. I think that we could take them, but we need to be quiet and we need to be quick. I can't imagine the goblins are very smart, but who knows how many of them are running around this place.
2: How about you be quiet and Flint goes in loud?
3: <laughs> Flint, honey. Every time you've done that, it's been bad for us. I, I think we should maybe take a quieter approach. Um, but once we get them, you're more than welcome to do whatever you want, as long as there's no more of them. Unless you want to, you know, walk your little ass around the side over there, then you can go ahead and attack them. We'll try to help you, but... At least we can get out of here if we need to.
2: Eight, I'll go in quiet, but I'll go in on the flank and see if we can wait, catch them unawares.
1: We should exercise caution here. We are still close. Yeah,
2: we should exercise caution. And he's Flint's just going to kind of sneak away while the elf dude's, while Tree's
1: talking. He's like, he draws a dagger. And he's like, dwarf, I'm serious.
2: You think I'm not? And I draw a hand axe. Not necessarily at him, but just like in a way of signifying, like, I'm fucking ready. Let's do this.
1: Show me where these goblins and bulls are. Uh,
3: Star leads him back to the spot that she was in uh, so she could point them out to him.
1: Okay, and you both, we'll just hand wave it a little bit. You both uh, stealth up there, move through the brush. And, he, and the patrol's uh, turned around, like sort of made its rounds and is heading back sort of deeper. And he says, That is unnerving, the mut mutilation of these creatures
2: does it look like they're guarding or patrolling anything
1: specific or are they just kind of wandering um roll a i'll give you yeah roll perception that's that's
0: did you go different. up with them flint
2: god damn i kind of i'm like sort of sure. flanking i'm staying like kind of i don't know maybe within like 30 40 feet of them but i'm just kind of trying to get an angle and that's another 10.
1: Okay.
0: I think Shadow's saying um, a little bit back, just so you know.
1: Okay. not s- You're not sure. Uh, however, at this point, Treebark does say. Well, actually, Shadow, you would probably know that you guys are within about a mile of where the goblins called their home, at least when you were with them. Ratskull Skull Cave.
2: Got had a other question. Coming from a criminal background, do I know Thieves' Cant or anything? How do you get Thieves' Cant? Uh,
1: I believe it's a rogues-only trait. Is it? Okay.
0: There are yeah. backgrounds that include it, I think, but mm. it's only specific ones. Um, I don't think Shadow would know where she is in the woods at the moment, though.
1: That's fair. Well,
2: actually, um, uh, no, I guess I don't know if Flint would have known that you used to be friends with them. or Something. Whatever. Continue.
1: A tree leans to star next to him, and he says, "It's likely if this patrol goes missing, others will come searching. I'm not too keen on this area being a hot spot for goblin activity, though. That being said, we now know one way this patrol passes. Um, During
2: this, Flint's kind of often like, you know, the tree line nearby, just like holding his hand axe, like, pointing <laughs> at them, like, are we, are we doing this?
3: I think." I mean, is Shadow not next to us? I assume she followed us over.
2: I I she was yeah. Retrospectively, say maybe I kind of motioned like Shadow to sort of like follow me. I wouldn't have just left her behind. Yeah. by herself. Well, I mean,
3: okay. Star trusts Shadow to be quiet. She's proven herself quite. Yeah, lifty. I think
0: she, I think Shadow's
3: keeping you in
0: eyesight, but
3: she's sure. not.
0: She knows she's not as quiet as you are, so she was trying to hang back a little
3: bit. Okay. Um. I think. I think Star's gonna wave her over, and. Just say, you seem to have a connection with some of those goblins. I'm not sure if these are the ones, but do they look familiar to you? Do I recognize these goblins?
1: Roll a perception. They are kind of far away, so picking out goblin features might be a little difficult.
0: That's a natural 19 for need... 19.
1: Okay um sure uh yeah these are goblins that you recognize from your time uh pretty kind of more of on the cutthroat side of goblins you know they were troublemakers and you kind of stayed away from them uh it is a it's a set of triplets randy bandy and mandy
0: <laughs> oh really that information and just be like they were kind of mean i didn't talk to them much
1: the boars however is very new to you. It's not something that they were engaged in when you were with them.
0: Yeah, I never very saw the boars. I would have wanted to ride them too.
3: <laughs> As would I if I was smaller. Um well, that's good info. At least we have a little bit of insight. Do you do you maybe know what they could have been doing in this area? Um I
0: mean, they have a a cave that's in a forest that looks like this. I don't,
3: Maybe it's nearby. Hmm. Alright, well. Uh, I think Star ruffles your hair a little bit and says, You've been very helpful. Thank you for all of your wisdom here. And she goes back to, turns sort of to tree and says, She is a helpful little one, um... It sounds like she may know of a cave that is potentially nearby that harbors most of those goblins. Perhaps uh, this could work in our favor if we are going to attack them.
1: Yes.
2: Um, rejoining the group because apparently we're not attacking. Uh, and Wolf <laughs> flustered. Uh, Flinches says, "Well, random goblins roaming the forest is also good to keep would-be adventurers and other folk away from your uh, back door." And he's going to wink a little bit at Tree.
1: What What is wrong with your eye, Dwarf? Did you get something in it?
0: I think he's winking at you.
1: What is winking?
3: Uh, that's where you, Say you do Say what you mean, this? Dwarf. Be
1: direct. This isn't poetry.
2: Star. I don't know how to be more direct than that, so I'm just going to leave it at that.
3: Star elbows him and he's like, he likes you. <laughs> i
2: prefer if he didn't.
1: <laughs> Come, let's... Proceed to where these boars call their den. I, I have a very bad feeling about this.
3: <laughs> then why the fuck are we still out here?
1: <laughs> if we can get some answers, perhaps it'll allow us to better understand what they want with these creatures.
2: When he's saying "den," is he talking about like the boar den that we're hunting, or like going yes. or tailing him back? Okay, not tailing
1: back to the cave. Okay. Um. And we'll pan back to uh, Bo and Groth, who are with Lilac and Kella. And Kella's sort of leading the way, and she's like, Come with me. We need to get supplies. Uh, they lead you to the sort of dining area where this young redheaded boy was uh, stirring this pot of just assorted stews. And she says, Wesley, Wesley, do you... Do you have the food? He says, Uh, yes, I, I still don't... I still think we should put this in the stew to feed everybody else. And she's like, Wesley, we talked about this. This is part of the mission. And He's like, of course. And he pulls out this from under the counter, this dead chicken that is just covered in this like butcher paper. And he, he rolls it out. And it's not plucked or anything. And she says, perfect. And rolls it up and... Uh, hands it to you, Groth, and she's like, hold this. Oh, thank you. And then she walks a little ways to this sort of bedroll that has this small chest uh, uh, right beside it, and um, she turns to Lilac, and she she says, do you mind? And Lilac nods, and she goes down and whispers what seems to be a password. And uh, Kella goes and pops open this chest. And you get the sense that it's very probable that Lilac was the one who cast Arcane Lock on the hatch above you. Um, She opens it up and grabs out a set of empty vials and affixes them to her belt, closes it. Follow me. You guys continue down the tunnel through the way you came. And Screw is tied. Or not Screw, I'm sorry. Uh, crunches tied up, and he says, "Oh my God, you guys came back! I didn't think you'd come back. I really, really need to get out of here. I'm starting to hear things, like scratching." Kella plate pays him no mind. Neither does <laughs> uh, Lilac. In fact, she spits towards his feet when she walks by. Little twelve-year-old Spitfire, and there's this. In Kella or uh, Lilac, rather, has a torch in hand, and there's this sort of wooden wall that is at the other side of the room with the ladder that comes down and she places both hands on it and just kind of pushes it and it's this bookshelf that is covering this uh or not this bookshelf but this like wine rack that's providing a false wall and she opens it up and you enter this basement basement of the huani manor and it is filled with spider webs just thick as a quarter just coated in the area and Kelly says be careful do not touch any of the webs. William has mistaken friend for foe before, and I don't recommend testing him. Oh, God, I'm big. This'll be hard. <laughs> While well, you guys walk through here. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. What oh, the fuck?
3: <laughs> Rip in pieces. What, do you have a negative 15 to that?
0: Don't rip me in pieces. <laughs> oh, your dex isn't that low, is it?
1: That's a nine. Think it's not too bad. Mm-hmm.
2: It's probably not a pass, but it's not too bad.
3: Uh, stop looking like that. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. This is how I look. No, I was um, talking to Tanner. <laughs> you look fine. <laughs> oh, I wasn't looking at the... <laughs>
1: What'd you get, Ava?
0: A three.
1: (laughs) Groth? Yes. What'd you get? Oh, a nine. Nine. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: actually got a four, but I have a minus one to acrobatics, so... (laughs) (laughs) You're just gonna fight a giant spider. No!
1: Okay. So... Why don't you guys give me a real quick initiative roll?
3: Oh, <laughs> real, right. real fast.
1: Hey, I had the same bonus to that as I had to my. Oh, oh.
0: fuck me. William's Kay. gonna be asleep when Shadow gets to meet him. That's sad.
1: It is sad. Bo, what'd you get?
0: Technically, I got a zero, because I have a minus one initiative. <laughs> No, No, it's not not actually. It's actually just a one. Natural one. But if it worked that way, I'd get a zero. But it doesn't. So it's a
3: one.
1: Natural fucking one. Groth, what'd you get? If you
3: get a zero, you get to reroll. Yeah.
1: I got a big ol' six. (laughs) Wow.
3: You're not doing good tonight, my guys.
1: No. Okay, so as you guys enter this basement, you take just a couple steps in and immediately find yourselves. Entangled in this web.
2: If they walk in. Don't touch the webs. Okay, you got it. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ!
0: <laughs> Immediately do like a Immediately cartwheel.
2: Walk, yeah, walk in and just get tangled. Up. <laughs> That's
1: great. Ooh, this this can be this has a possibility of being really bad. Uh, you okay? Don't fucking say.
0: Yeah, seems like. <laughs> um, <so. laughs>
1: because of your natural run, the spider gets the jump on you. Yeah. It is going to. Oof going to try to attack you it jumps down and you see this huge eight-legged creature its arms thicker than your forearms as it comes seemingly out of the darkness right up next to you and you're paralyzed with fear for a second trying to pull yourself free from these webbings its maniples dripping this like viscous greenish saliva and it goes to bite you with advantage because of its stealthily roll. Seventeen. Yes. All right. Give me a Constitution
0: save. This is so fun. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Four. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Rub those dice or something. I know, something's happening. They were rolling just fine the other day. Yeah,
1: man. The good news is minimum piercing damage. You take uh, four points of damage. However, you're also going to take some poison damage. Ooh. Ooh. Stop. What's your health?
0: (laughs) It's nine after that four damage.
1: You take 13 points of damage. Are you kidding
3: me? Now, the the good news is this
1: is not... A poison that will kill you. You are reduced to zero hit points, but you are stable. You are poisoned, but you are now paralyzed by the poison. Oh,
3: my God.
1: For the spider to save you as a snack later.
3: <laughs> Don't like that. Not one bit.
2: I'm glad I wrote it that is... really cool theme for Bo, and he's just about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta use it. <laughs> nice. That we'll use that music there, actually.
1: On yeah. his, on his yeah. character death. While well, I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um... It is now uh, Lilac Huwani's turn, and Lilac very quickly um, rushes in and tries to cast Sleep on the giant spider.
0: They're going to think I'm the most incapable like person they've ever met.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I would like
3: to say they chose the two most clumsy and large people <laughs> To go in there with them to feed a spider that you have to be very careful around, so I would say it's their fault.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because all the Dex people went (sighs) on the stealth mission. (laughs) I mean, but they should have
3: mentioned that it was gonna. They need someone like nimble. They didn't even. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna feed a spider," and we're all like, "Oh, I've seen big spiders before."
1: They are children.
3: Stupid kids. (laughs) Thirty. Dumbass.
1: (laughs) Um. Who? Uh, Lilac runs up and opens this old beautiful dusty tome and begins reciting this incantation you see like this like sparkling dust go over the spider and it starts to sort of get a little drowsy but shakes itself off and uh, goes "Uh, kella and it is now kella's turn kella is going to try to roll an animal handling to talk down her friend william she goes william Williams, stop it! Stop it! Bad William dog. Is entrenched <laughs> and just invigorated with the sight of a paralyzed fresh prey. Groth, it's your turn.
2: Um, I take it I'm still holding this this big tray.
1: It's one chicken.
2: One chicken. Um, I'm gonna throw the chicken right down, just right below his fangs. Okay. On the ground, and you, that's it.
1: You throw the chicken, and uh, yeah we will see if the spider takes the bait. Bow it is your turn, but you can't do anything. You don't have to roll death saves, which is a good thing. Uh,
0: yep, yep. Good good stuff. Yet.
1: Yet, it is the spider's turn. Spider is ignoring the chicken no. and creeps closer and like just co- sort of stands over Bow and shoots a web at uh, Lilac trying to restrain them and it covers lilac and she's like oh my god restrained to the floor um trying to get out and it is her turn again she is going to try to bust out of it and she does but takes her whole turn just ripping this webbing off um and it's kella's turn and she's gonna actually pick up the chicken next that you threw next to her and like try to like get his attention and it's gonna be like william william we have food for you right here gonna get advantage because of the chicken and he uh the spider sort of like affixed its gaze to it and throws it up and just chomps on it and like retreats back a little bit and it buys you enough time for all of you to get essentially around before the uh spider does anything else and lilac turns and says let's go let's get out of here yeah fuck this spider Leave Bo. it's too late for him. <laughs> Leave him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw bow over my shoulder.
1: Okay. And I'll assume that's your turn doing that, so you guys run out of the room and close the false uh, bookshelf behind, and uh, you are now out of combat. And killing and Lila because <laughs> like, goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's...
2: Oh, if you're done being sorry,
1: my my friend needs some help. Yes, yes. I
0: swear this never <laughs> happens.
1: Of course. And she takes out a vial from her belt and pops it open and s- pours it into uh, uh, Bo's mouth. And Bo, that's the uh, anti-venom to it. And so you are no longer paralyzed, uh, but you're still stable and you're up with one health. Nice. And she says, I'm sorry. We, we've we barely been able to feed our people, so our our meals to William have been sporadic and he's become... More aggressive. And she looks down at the empty vials on her belt. And She's like, I was really hoping we would be able to get some venom, but... (sighs) He's hungry. Still hungry. Let's hope they come back with that boar. And we're going to transition back over. Nice segue. Thank you. To Everglade. You guys have gone further into the forest, following the tracks of uh, the boars the boors. Um, boors I think boors
3: can cat wants to or I mean cat star would like to ask you you
1: know what you did that last episode too I edited it out but you called in star cat like three times shit I, like,
3: <laughs> I don't know it's why I've racist. been thinking about cat like I mean obviously she's a cat but like yeah I don't I'm trying to think of if I watched a show or something with someone's named cat recently I don't know mm-hmm. anyway star toga like cat. Yeah, Ketogu. you know what? That's so probably that's what it is. It is. That's, that's yeah. I miss Katoga. Anyway. Star would like to ask um Flint a question. Star kind of falls back, assuming that you're probably taking up sort of the rear of the group and she well. <laughs> Fuck, Flint I didn't always mean to.
2: takes that. rear.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping out of this podcast.
1: <laughs> With permission, of course. <laughs> we establish that. Yeah.
2: Early. Yeah. Flint is very much Very much a proponent of, you know, consent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, Okay. So she falls back to where you were at, and she says, Do you think that you could carry two boars back? I know he only said he wanted to get one, but... It sounds like their people are really desperate for food. I think that we should try and get two, and I'm very confident in my skills, anyway, uh, for hunting, but... Do, do you think so? I didn't want to just kill two of them and have no way to bring them back. That would be a waste of food
2: Well he keeps t- talking about leaving balance and I think that the uh I think the best balance is having everybody at the base have a nice balanced meal so I'm gonna say we take back three three bars
3: <laughs> as long as we have a way to carry them i'm I'm totally for that
2: but in all seriousness, these people can't they can't fight if they don't have feud.
3: Absolutely. All right, she. I think she gives you a little fist bump and heads back up towards the front of the group.
1: You guys come to this cavern that stands between two tall fir trees. It's solemn and quiet, shaded from the orange glow of the sunset as the last bit of sunlight trickles over the forest. Strange, Treebark says. These beasts should still be active. He begins to approach the mouth of the cave, and he looks down at the tracks. Does anybody want to help him track? I do. Roll a survival.
3: Can I talk to him while we're doing this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Also, you're probably going to have me roll a persuasion for this, but I want to, while we're tracking... Um... Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I only got a seven there, but... During this, I think she's maybe more distracted with what she's trying to say to him, and she says, "I, I know you want to keep balance in the forest, and I can respect that, but your people need food. We need more than one boar. Three might even be not enough, but I think that you should consider taking what your people need, because the boar will continue to breed and multiply... As long as they're still here and they haven't already been hunted by those goblins, but they need food if they're going to fight and protect themselves. Not to mention that big-ass spider that you guys have been talking about. I'm sure that thing needs some fucking food, too.
1: You speak with wisdom, Tabaxi. I see your point. However, look here. And he points out, and there are these small tracks muddled, dozens of them with boar tracks, and he says, Seems our goblin friends have already been here. And he takes a arrow out of his quiver and he says, we must proceed with caution.
2: During that conversation too, Flint was seeing if he could hear anything from deeper in the cave.
1: Roll a perception.
2: Goddamn. Nine.
0: As he's doing that, I come up next to him and I'm like, hey, this tree bark's kind of mean to you. Is he just joking?
2: He's just jealous of your old pal Flint's good looks.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Um, with a, with a nine, it's eerily quiet, and you would think a den of boars would have some sort of rustling to it. So, uh, who's continuing with a tree? Uh, the yeah, I'm gonna kind
2: of the kinda close the gap and just kind of motion for you know motion for Shadow to follow too, if she wasn't already, and just say, "Uh, I'm sure you've noticed this, but it's uh
1: it's too quiet in here." I agree. Um, Everybody, roll stealth. Okay,
3: I'm gonna. Uh, I want to just say so that way I don't get caught with like my pants down here. Um, Star also has a short bow that she has pulled out, and she's like getting ready to uh, take aim if she needs to. Um, dagger's at the ready at her sides, I guess. But um, she also she turns back to look at Shadow and says, um, "Stay close." Uh, alert me if you notice anything from the back of us. Um, assuming
0: we're going towards the cave, I'm gonna flank out a little bit just so that I'm gonna, like, look around the edge of the cave and have it kind of let them go in and stay a little bit back.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, still roll a stealth for me. Your DC will be a bit lower. Shadow. 17 for Flint. Nice.
3: Hmm. That's annoying. Uh, almost natural 20, but instead I got a 10. 10 total? 10 total, because it was a 2. So.
1: Okay. Shadow, what'd you get? 11. 11. Okay. Shadow, you're tucked by the cave, and you don't go any further, uh, just for fear of making noise, revealing everybody.
0: I do have dark vision, like 120 feet, I think.
1: Okay. Starlet, you're walking along, and you find yourself sinking into deep mud like and as you're walking along you find yourself frustrated as flint and a tree are sort of neck and neck just quietly moving it seems like flint is more embracing the mud and leaning into it as if he's been in muddy situations before and had to be quiet where everglades gracefully sort of walking so lightly he's barely uh, touching it and you guys Enter into this cave, and in fact, why don't we go ahead and put you guys on roll 20. Ooh, a there map. A map.
0: I want to be there now. <laughs> I want to be part of the map and everything. I didn't have time to throw <laughs> no, together a map you're, you're for paralyzed. the spider room. Hey, look at that. Um, three. Maybe I, I <laughs> would have done better. <laughs> Perhaps.
1: So, let me uh get your characters on here. And then we'll, uh.
0: It's a big lolly.
1: Go from there. Inside this cave, the foul stench of death hits like a wave of putridity. It's a word, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> a giant boar lies in the center of this massacre, its chest rapidly expanding and contracting in short, painful breaths. A sad song of mourning echoes in this cavern, expanding on the. Misery that seems to have taken place here. Shoddy wooden arrows and several spears protrude from her uh, gray-furred hide with dried blood trickling to the maroon-stained dirt beneath her. Several smaller boar corpses litter the room, along with two goblin corpses. Butchery, Everglade whispers. He approaches the wounded boar without hesitation. His gentle touch Leaving his bow and running his two fingers across the back of this creature, soothing it. I am so sorry you have to suffer like this. He chokes up and he looks at the mother as she takes her last shallow breath (gasps) and lets out an exasperated exhale of death.
3: Can I do something stupid? Probably. (laughs) Excellent. I think star wants to try i don't know if you can even do this on animals but she walks over to it and uh with everglade i think she she grabs his hand and she says we need to try and save it if we want to win against these goblins we need an ally and she keeps holding his hand and she tries to um kind of like push it upon there and she wants to roll a medicine check I don't have any like magical spells or anything so I'm sure I could find something in the cave to mash together and try to like help it or feed it I don't know but
1: why don't you roll a medicine check to examine its wounds okay Uh, and take a take advantage because tree bark will help you with this okay
3: thank god for that advantage that's uh, a flaccid 20
1: okay This giant boar um, is beyond saving. This giant boar is brutally wounded. So most of the attacks on it, you see several protruding arrows and a few uh, shoddy spears coming out of it, but those seem to be superficial. Nothing that would even come close to killing this boar. However, you see the, the fatal wound is this like two foot long slash along its belly that has gutted it and its intestines have uh, it's become disemboweled um, with rolling a particularly high check you judge that not only was this weapon much sharper and much better shape than something you would expect from goblins it was also whoever was wielding it was proficient and strong and it likely was some sort of great axe
3: Star lets go of Tree's hand and says whoever did this wasn't just a goblin and she lays a hand on the boar as well and whispers I'm sorry and then she steps away to let uh, Everglade do his part of it
1: Everglade turns to you all and he says this this great boar was the mother? I don't see her partner anywhere. There's blood everywhere, and those two smaller bars were clearly her children. Perhaps we can find some answers.
2: Um, looking around at the blood, uh, does it look? It looks. Does it look fairly fresh, or does it seem like it's been here for like a couple hours?
1: Um, it seems. I'll. I. Th- that's easy enough that I can tell you. It seems like. It's been here for at least a few hours, but also upon finding this board in a dying state, you imagine it wasn't more than eight hours ago. Maybe under four hours. Sure.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, noticing that, yeah, Flint's just gonna say, uh, whoever was here and did this, it was at least somewhat recently.
0: Shadow's gonna message Flint and just be like, He's kind of dramatic, isn't
2: he? I'm just gonna give Shadow a little nod. (laughs) It's rude. He cares. Yeah, I mean, that's why we didn't have him. Flint has the decorum enough to not, like, dime him out out loud, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fair. Yeah.
3: Um, Star looks to, or well, yeah, Star kind of talks to Tree again and says, we should... Maybe bury it This is not usable meat It died suffering The meat has spoiled And also It just feels better to bury it Rather than try to eat it Well, if we can't eat it, William can
0: But looks like good meat to me
1: I agree with the tabaxi This creature died in suffering Perhaps we can take those two boar corpses back And make use of this savagery
0: Didn't you say that everyone's really hungry, though? Why let something go to waste?
1: Well, first of all, young one, this creature will not go to waste. It will feed the earth and the worms and the scavengers that need to be fed. Second of all, this beast is great and it died with suffering. At least it can die in its home and rest there. The others were younger, but seemed... And he walks over to one of them, and it's got an arrow directly in the neck, and it says, Seems like their deaths were quick. This meat will not be too spoiled.
3: Um, Star also wants to try to roll... I mean, I guess a perception would be best for me, but I can roll survival instead if you want, to look around the cave and see if there's any mushrooms or anything that she can forage in here.
1: Um... I'll give you either perception. I'll give you a perception roll to find mushrooms. Nature to identify them. Okay.
2: Is the um, the gash in its uh, underside from the the great axe? Is that like pretty obviously? Like, does that would that stand out to Flint enough where he would just kind of notice it if he was given the given the bore once over?
3: I mean, I totally. Ex- I told everyone that it
2: was. Okay, you did. Okay. Yeah.
1: And yeah, pointing it out, you. You get the sense that this, that whatever made this cut was a weapon that has been cared for quite well, um, is in tip shop shape and is meant for killing.
2: Uh, pointier man, three, whatever your name is, uh, any of these footprints look like something that doesn't belong to a goblin?
1: Let me see. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was, that was funny. He looks around <laughs> and he examines, and he says, "It's very difficult to f- pinpoint any one track in here. Whatever happened was was quite a ruckus." And he picks up the net, and he or er, a net on the ground, uh, sort of half buried, and he says, "I imagine they were trying to round these boars up to do whatever horrific horrific thing they did to the one the patrols have."
3: Um, I rolled a nine. So, per perception.
1: Okay. You're able to find, like, two mushrooms. Um, They're red with a single circular uh, uh, white dot on the very tip of them.
3: Fifteen to identify. Uh,
1: These are uh, wormwort, a uh, mushroom that uh, grows in highly infested worm areas. It usually feeds off their excrement and grows on it. Um, Definitely useful in some alchemical concoctions. Okay,
3: I think she stashes them away. I'll give these to uh, the moss child. Shadow starts picking up as many
0: weapons as she can carry and makes her way past Flint and is just like, it "Seems stupid to come all the way for a boar and just leave this one sitting here."
2: That meat would probably make everybody in the camp sick three times over.
1: Um, and going to the going around picking up weapons, you get. Uh, Several spears, I'd say like four usable spears, maybe six basic arrows, uh, two short swords, a hatchet. um, But you also get a closer look at the goblin corpses. Uh, They both look like they were seemingly killed by boars. One has been gored almost completely in half. The other one trampled over and covered in hoof prints. And they're adorned in these sort of rusted mentals that are haphazardly painted a red. Um, Why don't you guys tell me your passive perceptions real quick? Fifteen. Eleven. Fif- Ten.
0: Fifteen. Eleven. Okay. I'm sorry. I missed everything you just said I got.
1: Oh. uh, Listen to the episode because I don't remember. I made it up on the spot. Okay.
0: <laughs> Whatever it was, an, I'm going to bring back to the weapons. camp and give to Graw.
1: The people? Okay. Cool. Um, As you guys are doing your thing around here gathering weapons, gathering mushrooms. Star, you notice out of the corner of the, your eye the giant boar actually twitches a couple times and its feet twitches in place. And after lying still, it sort of starts moving, almost like it's trying to get up.
3: Um, Star, like, nudges tree and says, our boar isn't gone yet.
1: He looks over.
2: Yeah, do I notice this too after she says this?
1: Yeah, at this point, you guys all start to no- notice this, and...
3: Sorry, really quick, start like, kind of, w- like, hold a hand up to everyone. She says, be careful. Just because it's in a dying state doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Be very weary when approaching.
1: Yes, please keep back. We don't know how it's going to react.
3: Yeah, Shadow moves back out towards the entrance.
1: Flint's going to
2: kind of grip his weapon and just say, that thing was dead
3: a minute ago. Star looks back and nods at him, just like a knowing look in her eye. She's like, I know.
1: The boar shakes a little bit and shakingly manages to put a, a one of its hooves on the ground and, and bring itself up. And it turns and you see these milky white eyes look at you as its intestines, red and blue, are like scraping along the ground. And you see this mindless ra- rage behind its gaze. And Treebark says something's not right here. And we'll pick this up next time, nice on the reroll podcast.
0: Ah!
1: <laughs> zombies!
0: Zombie, Zombie boars. boars! Zombie I boars! Zombies! I, I wish I was there so bad, God damn it!
2: No, you got oh, you got hit by a spider. You are you, fine. I'm so yeah,
1: glad but... the cleric wasn't here to <laughs> thwart this whole no thing. Bro, yeah. Oh.
0: Like, that was just my moment.
3: I know.
1: <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have plenty. <sighs> all right. This is cool, though. I wish I was Perfect. There. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rell and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hellbent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.